Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. All right, brother. We are on recording day. Happy recording day. Cheers. Salute. And all that Salud. goodness. Saliente. Nestrovia. <laughs> nice Let's driveway. Rather, yeah. Oh, also, I think you were... Hello. Oh, I started oh. drinking. Good Lord. Whoa. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. I think you were right on the a couple episodes back. I believe that's Polish. Really? We may have right. been wrong. Okay. But I'm willing to admit it because I'm not Jeebus. You know what I'm saying? Jeebus? I'm not the risen one. <laughs> I'm the one in need of the risen one, son. So don't be hating. So wait, so wait. I said it was Polish and what did you say it was? Uh, Russian. Ah, Russian. Yeah, because it sounds Russian, but yeah, you know, but it wasn't. It ain't. It I don't ain't think so. It, it could yeah. be. I should probably check it, but I'm not going to. So, so why are you <laughs> why are you saying you think I was right? What makes you think I was right if you didn't check it? Uh, you know, right here in the moment now, I don't remember. But there was something I found or came across or heard, and I was like, oh. That is Polish, but I can't yeah. recall what that is, so I can't, you know, take you all back right. to that moment in time. All right. It's all good. All right. That works. So I'm thinking about trying something different today. Okay. Since I'm not drinking beer for Sober October, which is not really a Sober October if I'm only cutting out beer. Yeah. But since I still have all this ginger beer from when you were here few weeks yeah. ago and i i don't think i've made one moscow mule since you guys have been gone but you're gonna have a mule in our honor no oh. screw your honor no i'm i've got maker's mark and i'm gonna Whoa. drink us drink a side of uh ginger beer oh but you're not mixing it hell to the no Okay. Well, technically, I guess I am mixing it because I'm going to use it as a chaser. Well, it's not like you're dumping it in the same glass, stirring it around and being like, hmm, this is scrumptious. No, it's just I, I like to have something cold when I drink something hot. Because, I mean, for those that don't know, I drink whiskey straight or depending on what part of the country you're in. Neat. Neat. And so, um, yeah, no rocks for me, no ice for me. I like to taste, you know, I'm the same way with my vegetables. I don't like butter on my vegetables. 
<laughs> you know, they don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way with my vegetables. I grew up eating my vegetables with butter, right? And more butter, more better. I discovered later on in life what vegetables taste like, and I like it. So I don't put anything on my vegetables except for maybe a little bit of salt and pepper. That's it. And so with my whiskey, my dad told me this years ago. Shout out to my dad again. So respect. Dad said to me a long time ago, he said, son, if you're going to drink, don't drink anything that you can't drink straight. Mm. So I don't drink anything that I can't drink straight. Word. I do. um, (laughs) Sean's the mixologist. I like my drinks to be gay. (laughs) Because the opposite of straight would be. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Insert your hate mail here to Sean's personal (laughs) email address. (laughs) Which we will give to you at the end of the podcast. So stick around. Not so, um, yeah. So, I, I like my whiskey straight, and usually I'll have a shot and a beer, but I can't do that because I'm doing sober October halfway, you know, minus the beer. And uh, I'm proud to, you know, say that what's today, the 18th, all day long. Yeah, I'm like still, I'm still good, I'm still good, no beer. And I think so do you feel better though? I think I've lost inches. I don't know that I've lost any weight, but I know my stomach eighteen days in has shrunk. Because on top of no beer, I've been doing I've been minimizing my carbs. I it's kinda hard to just say no carbs, right? Because I mean, hell, we had we cooked white chicken chili, right? We love mm. white chicken chili, northern beans, blah blah blah. And I took uh I took the chili to lunch, and uh, one of my coworkers looked at me and said, "Aren't you doing sober October?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "No carbs, right?" I said, "Yeah, no carbs." She said, "Aren't those beans?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "Beans is all carbs." I said, "No, <laughs> they're not. They're fiber." <laughs> and so, true to form, she looked up. Uh, the nutritional facts on beans, especially white northern beans, and they're like freaking eighty percent carbs. Did you know that? Um, <clears throat> strangely enough, I did actually. Oh, shit. All right. Oh. But the, prior to my knowledge of said calorie slash, not calorie. What the hell are we talking about? Nutrition. Carbs. Yeah. Uh, I did not know that either. Really? Okay. So and I don't. And it bad. wasn't until. So I did the whole thirty. If anyone out there knows what that is, with some friends, and I learned a lot about food in that time. So that was when I I learned that. Yeah. You wouldn't think yeah. it though. No, you bean. wouldn't think it. Dude, but, food uh, is weird anyway. Like It is oh, very I, weird. I, so, I guess I so, should say our kind of food these days because it's processed and synthetic and, <laughs> you know, like everything right. has freaking sugar. 
Like you can't yeah. open a bottle of water without having to check if there's sugar in it for some reason. Sure. Sure. So I just looked it up again to to get the facts on it, the correct numbers. So dude, one cup of northern beans contains 209 calories, 37.3 grams of total carbs, and only 12 grams of dietary fiber. I thought I was doing so good. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do some beans, right? Hell to the no. 37 grams of, of, of carbs and, uh, and one cup of beans. And who just has one freaking cup of chili? No, you're going to keep going back, right? America. Especially when it's cold. So, uh, yeah, so I'm still getting carbs. But I think the difference is, you know, with like cutting out all the bread crap and not eating pizza and all of that shit. Like, you know, I kind of cheated when you guys were here. Uh, For sure. Just, just out of love. I couldn't have you uh, just enjoying everything on your own. Um what kind of friend would you have been? <laughs> but we didn't have any beer. We didn't buy any beer the whole time you were here. Right? Yeah, no. I don't think we did. I don't even think I had a single beer, actually. Yeah, well, it's it's all a blur. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, bro, I mean, I, my point is, is that I feel smaller in the waistline, and uh, pants are feeling good. Um. And yeah, so far so good. I'm not really stressing about it. So, uh, and I'm not really, sweet. you know, I, I am kind of working out here and there. Not as much as I probably should. I've been walking a lot more. Uh, and I've been drinking a hey ton man, of walking's water. Walking's good. Sure. Sure. But other than Have that, you, man, um, I'm doing good. Have you started running anymore or trying to to teach yourself how to run correctly? Nope, I haven't. I've completely failed in that desire of mine. Uh, Part of the reason is that it's cold as F right now. When I was uh, a, I wouldn't say I was a runner, but there was about a year's time that I ran pretty much five nights a week. But... I mean, the most I would run would be like three miles. So it's not like, I don't really classify that as being a runner. You know, it's more like a casual jogger. Sure. But, uh, dude, I used to love running in the cold or when it was raining. I don't know what it is. Hmm. I don't know either. Uh, that sounds weird to me. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, to most people, I need to try it. it is weird, but yeah. I need to get I out just, there. And I liked I the really way the, the the cold felt like in your throat, coming into your body, and then like you see your breath, and like, I don't know, man. Like you're sweating, but you're cool at the same time. It's like the best of both worlds, you know? Sure, sure. I, see, as far as I'm concerned, that's how you get a cold. <laughs> that's, that's how you get yourself sick. Yeah, uh, well. But I don't know. I guess my immune system was pretty good because I never really. Obviously. I mean, I don't really get sick in general. I don't know yeah. why, but. Interesting. Anyway, well, you know what? Hey, maybe after this podcast, if I'm not buzzing too hard, maybe I'll go out and just do a lap around the block or something. 
Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to turn this off and be like, babe, Game of Thrones, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, final season's coming up 2019. Boom. Heat up a bag of frozen veggies. <laughs> and some popcorn. Don't put no butter on that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's weird, bro. So, anyway, I, I typically love having... You know, whiskey with a side of beer and not that, you know, hoity-toity fruity beer like Heineken. But talking about real, real beer like Founders All Day IPA. But, you know, so the study shows that I I saw this thing on Facebook. I don't know if it's a legit study or not, but it said that IPAs, Uh, nice, IPAs give men man boobs, moobs. Boobs or moods? Moobs. M-O-O-B-S. Moobs. Man boobs. Yeah. So, um, I can honestly say that my chest looks better. (laughs) (laughs) You're losing your moobs? I'm losing my moobs. I really am. That feels good. But, hell, push-ups will do that, too. 25 a day. You'll be all right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm doing okay. I feel better. I've got more energy. I'm sleeping good. You know, I haven't really been snoring. I mean, you could ask my wife that, but so are you gonna start? Yeah, yeah. So when uh, sober October is over, are you gonna go back to beer? Or I might. I might. Are you gonna go oh. back to beer? How you used to be a beer drinker? You know what? I think this is uh, teaching me a lesson. I just need a little bit more moderation. And uh, part of it is that I probably need to not buy it for the house anymore. Because, uh, dude, I'm a dude. I watch football on the weekends. I could go through a case of beer, you know, in one day watching football all day on a Saturday. Right. You know? So and then on Sunday, you stare in the mirror at your big ass moobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and my bloated gut, by the way, as well. Yeah. Uh, I I don't miss the feeling, you know. I do mace. I I mace the taste. I miss the taste of beer. It's more than a feeling. Yeah, I do miss it. Um, but I don't know, bro. I think I'll. I the think sacrifices I'll be okay we make. It. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other part of Sober October was to cut out whiskey and to just drink vodka, but I just couldn't do it. I think mm. I lasted about six hours on that one, and it was like, "Damn it, give me the freaking! I need the dark stuff." To each their own. Yeah. So, dude, I wanted to um. I wanted to share this on the episode because my wife has been hating on our last episode about haters (laughs) and straight calling us out. Really? Were we uh, too much uh, fanboys? No, you were on the group text about like uh, calling Machine Gun Kelly just Machine Kelly for like three quarters of the episode. I don't remember. No, I wasn't on that text. Seriously, I was not on there. What? 
You responded this morning and said, ha ha, damn you. <laughs> oh, no, bro. Literally, that text was maybe our phones are just jacked up or something. But literally, the only text that I got on there was a picture of Prilosec OTC. You're right. Memory has it. failed me. You're correct. Yep. So I was not on a group text talking about our last episode other than that one right there. Well, here's where I got mixed around because last night we were talking about, I was showing uh, a friend came over for just a little bit and I was like, yo, you see that thing with Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem? I got to show you. And then uh, (laughs) Brooke's like, oh, that reminds me about your podcast. Yeah. Both of you were calling him Machine Kelly and his name's Machine Gun Kelly. And I was like, even I know that. I was like, who are you even talking to right now like that? <laughs> Woman, you better. <laughs> to the moon, I tell you. To the moon. <clears throat> and then, yeah, she was, uh, she's like, I'm going to send you both a picture of Prilosec OTC. It ain't TC. <laughs> she's like, OTC means over the counter. So you were just calling it the counter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and awesome. That's when I was like, I love you. Yep, you married the right one, I tell you. If she can crack jokes and roast, she's all right with me. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to mention that on here. Yeah, that's great. That's Just great. proves... We ain't perfect, you know what I'm saying? We don't have it all together. I tell you, I mean, we are just two idiots that <laughs> that love each other and talk to each other. That's it. <laughs> and decided like, to record it one day. Right. Like, don't change your lifestyle or your viewpoints off of what I say uh, after three glasses of scotch. Mm. <laughs> just don't do it. I love scotch. Mm mm mm. Scotch is scotch, yeah. scotch. Here it goes yeah. down. Down into my belly. Uh, that's funny, man. Yeah, probably say OTC. OTC stands for over the counter. And I will, full disclosure, another reason why you should not listen to me is the fact that I didn't know that OTC stood for over the counter. Swear to God. <laughs> Actually, what I don't was- think I did either. Okay. All right. Full disclosure right there. I didn't know that. Uh, but I mean, obviously I there's some Prilosec that's not over the counter. Obviously. That must be the good shit. That must be the stuff that actually cures you. Yeah. Uh, furthermore, my doctorate degree is in religious education. <laughs> <laughs> not medicine. Not medicine. So I don't know shit when it comes down. All I know is for my 30th birthday, I got heartburn, and it's been here ever since. Six years later, I still have heartburn. It's your new friend. Maybe I should do a sober November where I just drink beer and not whiskey and see what it does to my heartburn. Your moves are going to be huge. Hey, you know, ain't nothing wrong with a cup. I like muscular men. Man boobs are just for like, no. The bigger, the better. If they point down and out, I love it. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> oh, man, we should move along. We are going down some rabbit trails, I feel like, here in a second, if we don't. Yeah. Oh, speaking of a cups. So, um, yeah, so last time we were talking about... Um, uh, the church and and 
us not leaving God, even though we left the church, didn't leave God. And I was, uh, <laughs> I remembered towards the end of the episode, I emphatically said, all I'm trying to say is I left God, not the church. <laughs> yeah. And then you paused like that was your like declaration right there. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm sticking to that. And yeah, <laughs> that was completely backwards. Anyway, I, after that, I ended up watching Willy Wonka. <laughs> Old or new? I watched the old one. Nice. And while I was watching the old one, I remembered a scene in the new one. I know this is weird and very complicated, but this is the way my mind works. And it's super fast. Let's do it. My mind, it, it, it goes very, very fast when I have these stupid thoughts. So uh, we record it. I sat down, started watching the new, the old Willy Wonka. I remembered a scene from the new Willy Wonka where Johnny Depp, who was Willy Wonka, says something. And then he says, wait a second, reverse that. Wait a minute. Strike that. Reverse it. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and it was funny to me. So Just because when, that's one of my favorite movies. But When that came into your head, you're saying you thought about what you said in the podcast? I thought about what I said in the podcast. Yeah. How I was completely emphatic about the wrong thing and then had to reverse it. So, yeah. But, you know, uh, I, I was listening to, uh, well, I'm not going to get into that. Uh. <laughs> what we were talking right. about. <laughs> what we were talking about the last time <laughs> was, you know, the whole church thing and the fact that we we didn't leave God. We just left the church, right? It's like you still have faith, still believe in God, still serve God uh, in, your, in your own right, doing the things that you feel like God has called you to do, just not in the four walls and how... That has to be okay, knowing the fact that the 99% of the ministry that Jesus did was outside of the four walls of the church. In fact, scripture explicitly says that even in his own town that he grew up in, in Nazareth, he wasn't able to do many miracles there because people's faith weren't up because they just saw him as the, you know, the young kid, the carpenter's son who grew up going to synagogue. You know? Yeah. And I kind of wanted to explore that thought a little bit more uh, in this podcast and just build up on it a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've always wondered, like, like, Jesus was a carpenter, correct? So. You know what? Uh, Pause. (laughs) so that's what scripture says right just a side and a side the masons will say he wasn't a carpenter he was a mason and that that word carpenter actually translates mason Hmm. just an aside sounds like something i should look into here sounds like something we might want to research because well, remember, the Bible wasn't written in English. It was written in three different languages. Hebrew, Aramaic, and the Greeks. The Greeks. Greek. 
Yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't want to derail you. Go ahead. No, you're good. I mean, my whole point is like, if Jesus like was a carpenter, like the point is Jesus was something else other than this guy who walks around preaching and teaching and healing and discipling and, you know, miracling. <laughs> I made that word up. Yeah, you did. <clears throat> I think it's a good one. You should use I it. I like it. I like it. Miracling. But like, so what I grew to understand was, okay, so Jesus did something where it was a vocation where money came in, which probably, I mean, there's like not details spelled out here as to like, you know, Monday through Friday, Jesus worked at his hometown building cribs and donkey barrels. Like we have no clue. Right. But he had to have made money somehow for traveling and for food. I mean, I, I don't think that this son of God, who's also a man just was like, you know what? I'm hungry. And, Oh, there's my dinner. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think that was stones into bread. Yeah, I don't think that was just a normal thing. I mean, maybe it was. I don't know. But, like, I don't think that that was probably how it went down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what? So, so if he, the model. He was very. He was. He. he <sighs> scripture really does spell out that when when he was. Oops. When he was in ministry those three years, like, he really was full-fledged ministry. But I don't think that we can really rule out the fact that he probably did have a vocation. You know? Maybe he did. I mean, logic would dictate that he followed in the steps of his father in carpentry, right? I mean, yeah, that was how culture worked back then. Sure. Even though it wasn't explicitly said that, it didn't explicitly say that he pissed and took a shit either. But you're pretty sure he did. Yeah, because what do humans do? Hold it. Piss and shit because they have to clean out the waste from their body after they get the nutrients into yeah. their body. You got you a know? good point, bro. So some stuff's kind of a given. Yeah, you got a good point. My point here that I want to get to, though, is if the model that Christ led was I work a job that pays for me to do the things that my Heavenly Father wants me to do, then <clears throat> why is it here in America we have, and even not just in America, I mean, you know, freaking Catholicism and all these other religions where there's a priest and that's their job. And that's how they make their livelihood doing this thing for the higher power. They're the one that God speaks to that whole thing. But here in America, like we have, you know, a churches where past that's your job. Like you become a pastor and you make a salary and you may or may not have benefits and tax write-offs and all this stuff. But like you don't, do another job and minister in a church somewhere. Typically, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the, the most famous pastor gig is, yeah. What do you do? I'm a dentist. Oh, I'm a videographer. Oh, I'm a engineer for GM. Well, what do you do? Oh, I'm a pastor. Like that's what it is. That's who you are. That's your vocation. And it's also somehow your ministry, which is it just seems a little odd. Like if you really step back and look and think about it, Jesus Christ himself, again, I, I mean, I can't say 100%, but most likely had a job and then did ministry. Yeah. 
Now, here's the thing where I want to go is that is so uh, foreign to people here in our culture that when you hear about a pastor who left his church and started a coffee shop and he considers that coffee shop his church now, like that's where he does his ministry because all day he can sit around and talk to people and be led and have conversations and disciple people and in his own way, do what we, you know, have all come to know small groups, you know, like he facilitates his ministry and he works a job. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, well, I'm relying on the people to come and pay their tithes to God so that the pastor can live off that and we can keep the lights on and we can do this thing. And it's literally just, maybe this is too far. I don't know, but like you're living off the handouts of people who are giving their money to quote unquote God, but really your tithe isn't going to God. It's going to keep lights on, keep a pastor staffed, staff the rest of the people, you know, and like have toilet paper for the building. Like, why is there this marriage of business and church? Shouldn't it be, no, I do my business. I do my life. I take care of myself and my family and my ministry is second in the fact that they are not the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I think though that the, um, let's say, how do you say it? So obviously the way church is done in America, yeah, pastors are like full-time employees of their 501c3 called the church. They get tax write-offs, and they're able to to basically use the church as a business to uh, take care of their housing, take care of their vehicles, take care of their meals, and things of that nature, as well as hire employees and fund a building. And that happens all through donations, and which is why um, it's essentially tax write-offs, a lot of tax write-offs when you're a 501c3 nonprofit because you are running your whole operation off of donations. First of all, I just want to make that clear. Yeah. I get that. I understand that. I'm not mad about that. So... But to your point, is there a better way or maybe a more ethical way of doing things so that pastors don't get themselves in trouble where they feel forced to compromise the ministry and the gospel because they need the money in order to in order to keep up their lifestyle and the business of the church and i would say yes that would be a good thing if you know the pastor had his own money outside of donations to be able to do things i don't think that the temptation would be there to act without integrity Does that make sense say it again so i understand that that pastors uh, today the way that the laws are set up in America, 501c3 nonprofit organizations thrive off of donations in order to support 
the pastor and their family, and it's basically a business where uh, home, auto, insurance, things of that nature is taken care of and is supplied by donations, which is why it's tax-free in, in most cases. It's not mm-hmm. completely tax-free, but it's, it's considered nonprofit, and they end up having <clears throat> to pay taxes, even though a lot of people don't. I understand that uh, the point I'm making is that when you live that way, completely off of donations, there is a temptation there to be dishonest in your business dealings because you are relying on other people to supply it through donations. And I think that if a pastor was not uh, living off of donations and living off of the nonprofit, he had his own money, he or she had their own money from a business or from some other means. Right. The temptation would not exist to be dishonest because you wouldn't have to perform uh, for donations in order to maintain your lifestyle. Correct. I agree. Right. So, and I think that's the point that you're making. Yeah. Um, And that, you know, Jesus had to do what he had to do. You know, I'm sure he, he, I'm, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure. I mean, because the fact is, is that Paul, the apostle, the chief apostle, if you will, the one who wrote 12 or 13 books of the New Testament, Paul was a tent maker by trade. And it's historical fact that while he was on his missionary journeys, the things that made him money in order to be able to travel was that he made tents. He worked his trade. He did what he had to do physically, you know, not just like relying on donations of people. Now, Scripture will account for the fact that he praised different churches because they helped to send him along to different places. Like so, like the the church right. of the Thessalonians, the Thessalonian church helped send him to Galatia, or whatever. The Galatian church helped send him to Crete. Different places where he needed to go. You know, history tells us that these different churches helped support him to go where he needed to go. And I don't have a problem with that. I can appreciate the fact that Paul, being an example in Scripture, was one who was willing to work his trade in order to fund him to go do what he felt like God wanted him to do. And I think that if more people took that same mindset today, there wouldn't be so much dishonesty. There wouldn't be so much temptation towards dishonesty because they would have their own shit. Yep. I'm with you, bro. I agree. Yeah, and kind of to to go back even to the last episode, we kind of were talking about, you know, the people can get so caught up in the calling that they they forget the humbleness and they forget who they are, you know, and they they get caught up or can get caught up so easily in – Hey, I'm the pastor. Like I'm the man. I'm the guy who comes and talks to all these people. Like, you know, God's using me. And it's like that, that can be a very dangerous place and a heavy burden because 
you know, now <laughs> you've lost the whole David's heart, essentially, you know, like you've lost the humility and you've lost the sovereignty of your savior and your God. And now thinking much of yourself, you know, and I think there's a correlation between that and Hey man, I work this job and then I do my ministry separate from that. And I can only do the ministry that I'm doing because I work my butt off and I take care of my family and I pay my bills and I'm able to do this, you know? Right. No doubt about it. I just don't understand why that's so foreign and why people, you know, cause it, it, to me, it's very similar to, Oh, so what are you, what are you doing for your ministry? Like you have a church, do you have a, like, what are you doing? You know, it's like, Oh no. Well, I, I do ministry a little different. Oh, so you walked away from, from God and church? No, <laughs> no, man. Like, it's not black and white here. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of weird. You know, but I, I, I also did look up um, the scripture about Jesus being a carpenter and the actual word is Greek. I think I have it right here still. Um, I'm going to try and say it. But I love this. Research on the fly, baby. Let's go. Tecton, and it's Greek. Right. Yep. Okay. And it means a worker in wood, a builder, any craftsman or workman. Yeah. Okay. So. So <laughs> Mason would fall under that. Yeah. Especially, especially in the fact that. I mean, that, a craftsman, you know, you know. Yeah, sure. Well, like today, like most Masons are carpenters like they work they they work in cement or bricks but they can also do wood as well and i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoa Bless excuse you. me so anyway Thanks. clearing that up and we're all learning look at that i like it i like it a lot so yeah, Jesus himself had a vocation that was separate from being a quote-unquote pastor or rabbi to essentially, probably, and I'm stepping out on a limb here, but make way for him to do his ministry that God had called him and chose him and quite literally sent him to do for all of mankind. Why do we think ourselves to be any different than that? Sure. It's a valid question. And uh that And I'm up. I'm questioning that. I honestly am. I'm not sitting here sure. trying to say if you're a pastor you suck and you should <laughs> quit and go work a second job first. Like I'm not saying that. I'm just questioning like why why do we have a, a super different model? And there might be very good reasons as to why. We don't live back then, you know. We <laughs> life is completely different. We have, I mean, everything is different, you know? Um, so I, I get that. And I'm, I'm just, again, I think it's so funny that you tell, you, you know, you tell people, oh, I'm, I'm doing this and this is how I'm ministering. And they're like, so wait, you don't have a church? Like you are, did you walk away from your faith? And it's, you know, it just kind of boggles my mind because it's like, what did you think Jesus did? Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is like in our society, 
you have greater honor amongst the church if you are in air quotes full time ministry versus mm. someone who actually does ministry on top of their full time job. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, because it's looked upon like, oh, you you're you're doing ministry, but you you work a full time job. Maybe if you had enough faith, you'd quit your full time job. And go into full time ministry, as if, as if ministry isn't already full time. Well, is it that, or is it that if you were really called, or if you were, you know, if God was really blessing His ministry through you, you would have more and wouldn't have to need a second job. Or sure, you know what I'm saying? Like God would provide for you if you know. Maybe there's something you need to work out or remove from your life so that you can attain this station of holiness yeah. and humbleness that God will just provide everything you need. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> you, you know. won't be so tainted by the world because you have to go into the secular world and, and make money. No. Yeah. So, so, so for me, it's not about that. Like I, I, I get it. I understand when a person is in full-time ministry and they're living off of the gospel. Like there, there are scriptures that will support that. I get that. Those that rule well are worthy of double honor. That's a verse in First Timothy that people quote all the time when it comes down to paying someone. And I get it. Even in the world, for a nonprofit organization, there's still someone who is at the top of that nonprofit organization that draws a salary for themselves. And there are laws that are set up to say, uh, uh, there there are laws that are set up that say, you know, you can draw X amount of percentage of what comes in as your personal salary. And there's laws set up to say you're allowed so much for a housing allowance. There's laws that are set up to say, you know, your meals are, are paid for. By the company when you're talking company business or when you're doing company business. Like I get the laws that are there, but there's such a, a strong dichotomy of of like doing the work of God and allowing the income that comes in to support you and be a blessing to you or whatever the case may be. And also, the other side of it as not relying on the ministry or the organization to support you and you making your own. Like, there's, the, I feel like there's a dichotomy there. I feel like there's a struggle between the two ideas. And me personally, I have a hard time with it. I, Jenna and I, when we were going to take over her parents' church and we were, you know, making plans to do that. We talked about the finances like a lot because it's like, well, hell, like we're young. We make really, really good money to go into full time ministry would be a massive pay cut for (laughs) us, you know, and then what do you do when you want to have kids? Right. God provides, bro. (laughs) God provides. And then you find out that not everybody, uh, pays their tithes right oh man i'm a christian i got answers for everything god provides hey bro guess what 
<laughs> my wife just walked in the door. What are you about to say to me? What? I just I just got your text. Jenna just walked in the door, y'all. Say hi, Jenna. Hi. No, you're too far away. Ain't nobody gonna hear you. Ain't nobody gonna hear you that far away either. What up, G? Hey. There you go. I love you. Bye. Fine. Go have fun. Bye, Jenna. Take your car. Leave my truck on the street. All right. Boom. Marriage. It happens even in the middle of recording. Speaking about your truck, you ever get new tires? No, I didn't get new tires, but I did get a phone call from a buddy of mine who sells tires, who has a tire business. Um, and uh, he's going to give me a good deal on four new. So I'm going to take Dope. him up on it. So, like, dude, we. um. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'd like totally derailed the whole conversation. So. Oh, you didn't. Your wife did. That's <laughs> 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 no, all good. <clears throat> what? Um, so we just had to go, uh, patch up our tire on the old Prius because it had a screw in it. No way. It wasn't and from Brooke Detroit, was like, right? Huh? It wasn't a we, screw from Detroit, was it? I honestly, I don't think so. And here's why. So mm. it was flat probably, oh, I don't know, like a week before we, we left and, um, put some air in it the day we left here and when we got back i was like why is the light on again you know Hmm. well sure enough same tire and uh the way it was parked when we aired it up a second time we found a screw in it and i was like huh well we probably got it from detroit and she's like (laughs) Well, maybe not because uh, wasn't it flat before, or like not flat, but didn't it need air before? I was like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. Can't blame that one on Detroit. Nope. Because the last time she was in Detroit, she actually blew a tire and had to get a new one. Mm. Dude, Michigan, you need to get your shit together. All right. Seriously. It, here, let's get on this old tangent since we're already All right. sidetracked. Tangent, sidetracked. Let's go. You can drive. In any state you want to, I feel like. But as soon as you hit, and I mean as soon as you hit, like you cross the threshold from the state line of Ohio into Michigan, it is just day and night with the roads. I mean, you would think you're on some fucking backwoods hillbilly farm or you're in like some war zone, dude. I mean, it is just like immediate. (laughs) <laughs> and the wow. whole state seems to be that way, right? Uh, a lot of it, yes. A lot of it, yes. Um, so, so we have um, uh, political candidates that are running right now, obviously, because we are in election season. Um, yeah, yeah. They are. There are several different candidates that are running on. Hey, we make the best cars in the world. It happens here in Michigan, right? Detroit is called the Motor City. Well, we got to have the shittiest roads, though. The shittiest. Yeah. Yeah, it's messed up. I mean, up. people complain about roads and stuff, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Just take a trip to Michigan. Anywhere in Michigan. 
as soon as you cross, you only need to go a few feet and you're like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? In, in our defense, it is the urban areas, right? You start going out to the fucking boonies and it's a lot better. Full disclosure. I guess. I just know you don't even have, like, I don't even have to see the Michigan sign. When I cross, I know because it's like it goes from being like a little bit of road noise, you're kind of floating, and then it's like, I'm just like, damn, guess we're in Michigan. <laughs> Welcome home, baby. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Felt good to just vent about that for a minute. I don't know about you. Yeah, it can be pretty bad. Um, and I really, really don't like it, but I mean, it is what it is, dude. I, I, I bought this truck in 2015, brand new. And, um, <laughs> don't judge me. I got 22 inch Chrome wheels and, um, they're beautiful, beautiful wheels. Rolling on dubs, bro. Uh, I don't know. Shortly after I got the truck, I hit a pothole and boom. I started getting leaks all well, over hang the on. place. Pause for you know? 2.5. To be Pausing. fair, they're factory rims and tires. Uh, that would right? be fair if it was true, but it is not true. Like Actually, for, for the, the dealer, model of your truck, that's not factory? No. So um, the dealer to sell the trucks because it was at towards the end of 2015. Oh. And they wanted to get rid of a bunch of the 2015s that they had on the lot to make room for the 16. They invested in a bunch of different cool wheel packages and got the aftermarket Chevy badge, bow tie, not badge. That was stupid of me to say badge. Yeah, Um, sound dumb. The the Chevy bow tie (laughs) (laughs) placed on the you know on the wheels. They're aftermarket wheels, and uh, and they're Cooper tires. And since we're not sponsored by Cooper, I don't mind saying Cooper makes very, very shitty tires when it comes down to bigger wheels. They just don't do well. And um, you'd be better off with the tires that I'm actually getting, with, which are uh, BF Goodrich. So anybody out there with 22-inch chrome wheels like I do on the truck, go ahead and get some BF Goodrich. Um, and, uh, you'd be a whole lot better off. So there's my two cents. Well, pardon this brief interruption, but I wanted to take just a few seconds and tell you about a service that my co-host Michael offers. If you're looking for professional audio voiceovers, look no further. What you need to do, hop on the World Wide Web's check out hotmikecity.com. So Michael is professionally trained. He has professional audio equipment. The editing is superb. And honestly, his prices are super competitive. But don't take my word for it. Take a little listen to this demo. Welcome to Commercial Sales. This course is part of a smooth jazz 105.9 FM. Roughly 5 million Americans don't even know where their next meal will come from. 
Welcome to Evangel Christian Churches. Well, you heard it for yourself, folks. So if you need professional, quality audio voiceovers with pricing that will accommodate virtually any project, hotmiccity.com. Go check them out. Cool. I don't know how to get back to what we were talking about. Uh, you were, were kind of getting on a thing. Yeah, I was in a groove, wasn't I? Until uh, Jenna came down to tell me that she was leaving me. It's but, all good. We can just keep going, man. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, I can get us back. I think I can get us back. Mm, take so, me back, boy. <laughs> uh, so, so we were talking i was talking about the uh the the dichotomy that exists like so i understand the because i was born and raised in church right i understand uh living off of the gospel and as i got older i understand 501c3s and i understand the financial side of church and ministry it is a nonprofit organization and there are certain things that are legal, legally laid out for you to be able to survive while doing full-time ministry. And I don't have a problem with that with a person that is actually doing ministry. Now, if the only thing you're doing is getting up on a Sunday morning and preaching, then you're not really doing ministry because you can do that anywhere. But for those that are like straight up, like Paul was, like he had support from other churches, but he was literally going out and establishing churches all over the world, right? And writing was, most of the old New Testament. <laughs> and writing most of the New Testament. So I understand in that case, he literally was living off the gospel, but it was like, hey, look, now that I've established this church here, like I'm staying in your houses that you are opening up doors for me, right? I'm staying with Sally on Tuesday and uh, and and Freddie on Friday. You know what I'm saying? And you're like you're staying with these different families as you're building up a ministry and setting people in place to sustain the ministry and then you leave from one city and you go to the next and you establish a church. I like I understand how that concept works and that yeah, they might need some support while they're trying to do ministry and work their trade, their craft at the same time. Like, so I, I get it. I grew up in church. I understand that. But being outside of the church right now, I understand also the thought that says, hey, look, asshole, like do something like do you have a skill? Is there something you can do? Because it's pretty obvious that, you know, there's a good chance that you're not really doing full-time ministry. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the only thing you're doing is just preaching on a Sunday and having a midweek Bible study, then, like, you're not even spending 40 hours a week doing ministry. Why should the ministry be supporting you? Yeah. Is that fair? I mean, um, yeah, on my views, totally. I like if you don't at least work 40 hours a week in ministry, if you're not like visiting the sick and 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 praying for the lost and or or like visiting convalescent homes or jails or 
you know, you're not reaching out to your community, giving backpacks to kids and stuff like that. You're not impacting your community. Your community don't know who you are. All they see is like the building on the corner and they don't know who you are. The, the city that you live in, the council, the city council doesn't know you. The mayor doesn't know you. You know what I'm saying? Then mm-hmm. m- maybe like the ministry shouldn't be supporting you because you ain't doing shit. Uh, so <laughs> I was I was watching. Uh, I'll bring it out now. Uh, before I said I didn't want to talk about it, but it fits right now for what I'm saying. I was uh, listening to a podcast. YouTube was going in the background as uh, Jenna and I were getting ready for dinner tonight. It's Thursday date night. We went. We went and got sushi. So the bluefin. I'm listening to, yeah, bluefin. It was awesome. Actually, it was kind of shitty tonight. That's the aside for after hmm. we're done recording. But um, it's too late. You already said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, the rice was falling apart, and I didn't appreciate that. Like oh, usually, yeah. it, it's pretty tightly put together. It's really, really good. Like tonight was one of those rare nights where it was like they had they had a, a millennial rolling the sushi. <laughs> <laughs> One hand rolling, the other hand checking Facebook. Dude, it wasn't Instagramming. the old. Man. I'm at work, but I look fly. <laughs> right. It taking the Snapchat photo of them rolling with one hand. I got skills <laughs> with a Z. I got skills with a Z, right? Son. Son. So anyway, God, I got derailed. Bluefin. Oh, podcast. I was listening to a podcast, um, and there was a uh, on the podcast. The guy says, "Hey, you know," he was talking to his wife. He said, "I'm about to uh, start um, because he's he's out of shows, right? He's watched Ozark. He's caught up on all of his shows that he binge watches. Okay, gotcha." And the wife says, so what are you going to watch now? What's the new crime thr- thriller? He says, I'm getting, in, I'm getting in touch with my spiritual side. She says, what do you mean? He says, well, I found this pastor and he really speaks to me. So he pushes play on the, on the video and it's, this pa- it's the cussing pastor. The old <laughs> black guy. He's like, I don't give a fuck that you don't like me cussing. I'm the fucking cussing pastor. Motherfucker, I don't care about this. Da 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 da. All you hating on me because I cuss, you think I ain't safe. I raised $6,000 for this woman in my community community who was in need. I don't see any of you motherfuckers out there doing that. You talking about me because I'm cussing, but you ain't doing shit for your community like I'm doing. Like, I yeah. got the records. I got the proof that I'm doing shit for my community. Even though I'm the cussing pastor, I'm reaching out to my community and I'm getting shit done. And Jenna was getting dressed. And she doesn't listen to this podcast. I do. Right. She turned around. She was like, ooh, who is that pastor? I like him. <laughs> because at the end of the day, what it's really about is whether or not you're actually working the calling that you say that you have. And I feel yeah. like getting satisfyingly deep right now. Mm, lay it on me, bro. You can have all the shit right. You can look like you. You can look like the part. You can walk around with a collar on your neck, right? You can have everybody call you pastor or father or priest and never be addressed by your first name because you're the holy person or because you're the dignified person. 
But the fact is, is that if there's people in your community and you're saying that you're in ministry and that you need to be supported by the ministry, if there's people in your community that don't even know who you are, that are in need, then maybe you need to take a step back and reevaluate your air quotes ministry. Because the fact of the matter is, is that like you said, Sean Dizzle, Jesus, the one who ate with prostitutes with sinners Show us. with with those that were down and out those who were broken disgusted who had nothing right jesus was the one that went to them and said hey look i am the way i am the truth i am the life i'm the one follow me and, and i'm gonna hook you up it was jesus that went and he healed the sick the, the people that were so fucked up that they couldn't get to the place where they needed to get healing he went straight to them he didn't bother, you know, waiting on them to come to him. He wasn't sitting in the background like, hey, come on, bring everybody to me. No, he went to them and he actually acted out what he said God was calling him to do. That's he right. said, look, everything that I do, I do it because my father did it first. I only do what I see my father God do. And dude, seriously, if if you're going to live off the ministry, the motherfucker, you need to be saying the same thing that Jesus said. Hey, look, I'm doing this because I see my father doing it. I'm doing this because Jesus did it. Like, you're in need? Here, let me break you off a couple. You hungry? Here, let me cook something up for you. You know what I'm saying? That's what true ministry is. It's, 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 it's dealing with those that don't have what you got. You know, preach, pastor, preach. I mean, seriously, man. Scripture says this is what true religion is. It's taking care of those widows. Those people that's naked. It's, 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 it's actually it's actually clothing them. It's like doing something about uh, the this, this situation that you see in your fucking community. James 127. I just looked it up. I'm not that good. Says pure religion and undefiled before God. Is this to visit the fatherless, those people that have nobody to to raise them up and the widows and their affliction. I mean, the people that are really struggling and to keep yourself unspotted. Un, un, uncontaminated by the rest of the world, like you're going to be different, you're going to look different, you're going to talk different, you're going to you're going to carry yourself differently. Be a light in this dark world. That's what it's about. That's pure religion right there. Like if anybody ever wants to know what pure religion is, the Bible says what pure religion is. Taking care of the fatherless, taking care of the widows, those that are in affliction or those that are in pain, and then keeping yourself separated from all the shit that is unlike God. It's just that simple. You want to know what God wants? It's just that simple right there. Truth. But if you just like... Uh, filling yourself like, you know, hey, I'm going to, you know, take all this, these tithes and offerings and I'm going to take care of me and my own because that's what I deserve because that's the position that I'm in. Dude, you got me fucked up, man. I'm not I'm not with that. I'm not with that at all. I will stay outside of the four walls of the church. And you know what I'll do when I I mean, me and Jenna, we do it, dude. We do this like we'll walk. We'll drive around with bananas or fruit in our car because there's people begging for stuff all the time and when, i'm not pulling out my wallet to give you cash bro but i give you this apple 
or I'll give you this this banana, or I'll give you these leftovers that my wife cooked last night. I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, Dude. look, I I don't have everything, dude. I ain't. I'm not balling. We are not balling. Yeah, you got okay, the 22 shoes on though. <laughs> <laughs> I got it on credit though. I ain't get it on cash. But and they you chrome, son, light up the neighborhood <laughs> when you roll through at night. But look, but the thing is, is that, but we're cognizant. I know what you're saying, though. I'm just, I'm just busting your balls. I, I know, but we're cognizant of the people that are around us, the community that we have. So it's like, you know what? My, my wife will come home so happy. She's like, hey, I, I just happened to stop at this one corner. Somebody was begging us for something, and I had a extra Laura bar, so I gave them a Laura bar. And she feels good about it. She comes home and she feels better about herself. She feels better about her Christianity because she was able to actually give somebody something that was in need. She practiced true religion according to scripture. Yeah. It ain't about sitting up in your office with your three-piece suit sitting there balling, bro. It's not about that. It's really about other people. Like we said in the last episode, the mission is really people. It really is. It's not ourselves. And as long as we're focused on ourselves, we'll never, ever, ever fulfill the call of God on our lives. Rant over. Drop the mic. Boom. Hey, man, I only got one word. And that word is veritas. Veritas. If you don't know what that means, I'm not even going to give it to you. You need to go look it up. But you're right, man. Veritas from the Latin word. Are you, are you looking it up? You're going to do their work for them? Oh, no. I'm not. <laughs> Since you just said I mean, that, we, no. I mean, I we, can, break it we, down. we can, I can tell you what it means. No, I was about but. to break it down, but it doesn't have to be broken down. They can look it up. Yes, yeah. I agree with you 100%. Satisfied, satisfyingly deep. We're, we're done. We just got satisfyingly deep. Mm-mm-mm. Yo, something you just said too, though, kind of. Maybe for an, another podcast because we're probably need to wrap this one up sooner or later. But sure, you know the whole like <clears throat> putting uh, putting legs to your faith, you know, putting your money where your mouth is, so to speak. Like whatever little funny old saying you want to put to it, but like you know, uh, even just church going people like people who claim Christianity as their faith and they go to church and they pay their tithes and they sit through whatever they sit through. They think that that is the fruit of their, like their faith. You know what I'm saying? Like they feel like that's putting, that's putting legs on my faith is that I go to church. Yeah. I listen to the pastor. I shake his hand. I give my 10%. I give above 10%. I give a love offering on top of my 10. <laughs> I, I ain't got legs. I got marathon sprinting calves. That's what I got. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. it, is it really? And I, anyway, I think we should talk about, uh, you know, having legs on your faith and what that really looks like. Let's not get into yeah. it now, because that's way longer than... That's <laughs> another hour, bro. Another hour. But yeah, man. I uh, friggin' agree, dude. Yeah. I'm glad you agree with me. It's always nice when someone agrees with me. 
Well, because it's even more than just agreeing with you. I mean, it's just, it's truth, you know? It's how things are. I don't know. And, you know, even if, like, someone's listening to this or, I mean, I can think of people that need to hear this conversation, you know, like, that I know. And it's like, even if this is convicting you or, you know, you're like, oh, man, I've never thought of it that way or, oh, my God, maybe I should rethink some things or I should change up some things like that's okay. You're not a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like we're all freaking stupid people, you know, we're all and flawed. Michael, you ain't perfect. And neither am I, you know, like Mm-mm. just cause we got a microphone and a few people to listen to us talking to it. Like who am I? I ain't nobody. You know what I'm right. saying? Like it all points back to Christ. And if we can have conversation and challenge and agree and disagree and struggle and rejoice together. Dude, it's what it's all about. <laughs> oh, don't get Canadian on me. <laughs> you don't like that. Jesus. Eh? No, I do not like that. <laughs> Keep that Canadian shit over the border. I'm joking. I'm completely joking. Don't, don't, don't hate me. We just uh, lost so- all two of our Canadian listeners. Damn it. <laughs> I'm joking. I love my Canadians. I've got a good friend actually. He uh he works at the cigar bar that I go to. He's like my favorite bartender in the whole world. Uh he's Canadian and he's Jewish. More than that, he is Russian Jewish Jewish, the same as my wife. So me and him hit it off great right away. Damn. He's like, Yeah, I'm Russian Jew. Yeah, Dave. Russian Canadian Jew. Oh, he's Russian Jew. He's actually <laughs> he's He's actually, uh, his mom is Jewish and his dad is, uh, I want to say Syrian. So kind of put those two together and you get my boy Dave. Anyway, dude, he's awesome. And and I joke with him all the time because he's Canadian, but he works in America. Half his job is in, in America and half his job is in Canada. So. And it's an amazing thing. Here's why you should never disrespect your bartenders. (laughs) He only bartends because he likes it, not because he needs to. Because he has a doctorate in education and he is a big time teacher in Canada. His full time his full time job in Canada is a teacher. He's got a doctorate degree. And he makes a shit ton of money doing that by himself. But he loves bartending so much. And he loves this company that he works with. The, the cigar company that I, that I give all my money to. He loves it so much that he bartends at night just because he freaking loves bartending. He loves teaching. He loves bartending. He is the happiest guy you'll ever meet because he's doing both things that he loves. Teaching and bartending. It's Dave's ministry. <laughs> it's his ministry. You just never know. I, I mean, and he's confused, right? So he's like, his mom is is straight up Jewish. Like, she's like, yeah, Jesus never died on a cross. That's just a fable. You know, you know what I'm saying? She's like straight up like anti-Jesus. Old school Jew. Yeah. Old school Russian Jew. And then... His dad is like devout Syrian Catholic Christian. (laughs) 
Dang. <laughs> they opposites attract. Dude, I'm telling you. And I met them. I met them a few weeks ago. I was Have at the you? lounge. I met his parents. Yeah, I literally met his parents. I'm up there actually leaving. He's like, "Hey, look, my parents just uh, just came in. Go ahead and say hi to them." So he said, "Tell my mom that you married a Russian Jew. She'll get a, she'll get a kick out of it." Dude, <laughs> I walked over and I said, "Hey, I just want to introduce myself. My name is Mike. I'm a good friend of Dave's. I love your son." And they introduced themselves, and I said, "And by the way, my wife is a Russian Jew." And he thought that I should tell you that. And dude, she talked my my fucking ear off for another twenty minutes. I wasn't able to leave. So, damn. Yeah, she sold me home. How Jesus was a farce and not uh, <laughs> not the Son of God. Never died on the cross. Never rose again. Three days later, none of that stuff. She's like, oh yeah, you know, all poppycock. You know, whatever. Poppycock. Wow. Yeah. So did you convert right then and there? No, 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 no. I would never leave my Jesus for a Jew. Oh, the irony in that statement. That's why I said it. Obviously, I'm not serious. (laughs) Jesus was a Jew. Um, But yeah. No, it was a very good conversation that we had for about 20 minutes. And finally, I was like, look, I really got to go home. My wife's got dinner for me. She's like, oh, you better go home and eat. And and by the time I was done saying, hey, look, I'm done with this conversation, her husband, Dave's dad, was damn near done with his dinner. And he was poking her in the side saying, hey, look, your crab cakes are getting cold. Why don't you shut up and eat? So, love, what is it good for? So anyway, yeah. All right. After silence there. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't have anything. I don't know. (laughs) I think we're just about done. Oh, hearts and mind clear. I I mean, full disclosure, I got to pee. You got to pee. All right. So bad. That usually means that the podcast is over. So, uh, yeah, it's been real. So look, hey, if you like what we're doing... Even if you don't and you want to tell us that you don't, check us out at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com. Right? Faux show. Right. And there you can find all our links to Twitter and Facebook and all of that stuff that we've got going on. Instagram, not Facebook. Instagram. And um, you can give us a shout out. And uh, if you like the podcast, share it with somebody that you love because we'll love them too. Yeah, yeah. Long time. Plus, if you're a a SoundCloud listener, um, that seems to be, dude, for some reason, like the biggest uh, listenership is on SoundCloud right now. That's awesome. I don't know why. I don't care. I think it's cool. Um, But what's cool about it is if you are listening right now on SoundCloud, you can just comment right on the track you're listening to. If you do so... We're going to shout you out in the next episode. So kind of fun, kind of cool. But if you don't want to, don't do it. That's fine, too. Actually, you know what? I don't want you to do it. What I just said, don't even do. (laughs) It's reverse (laughs) psychology. Shh.
<laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Yeah, it's been real. Peace.